0: This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The opinions expressed in this episode are not to be construed as medical advice.
1: Welcome to Demystify Beauty, a weekly podcast about creating transparency in the beauty space. I'm Mackenzie Westmore.
0: And I'm Dr. Paul Nassif.
1: Hi, Dr. Nassif.
0: What's going on in hot Nevada?
1: Okay, everybody keeps saying it's like crazy. It's not that hot. I know why everybody's freaking out over the heat. I mean, I'll take even like in the 90s over a hurricane and an earthquake any day.
0: <laughs> well, what's what's the weather like now? It's
1: in the 90s? It's not. I mean, to, for yeah. me, I know, I like heat because I run so cold. So maybe that's why I'm not like clicking with everybody talking about cuz I I mean, I'm always freezing. Like I'm wearing a parka in 85 degree weather. That's like Okay, so colder.
0: so you like the hot weather then basically. Yeah. So you are on the opposite sides of most people, because you're telling me in 85 degree weather, you're wearing something really warm. I, look,
1: I'm, in okay. long, look, I'm in a long sleeve. I'm right in a long sleeve. So, now.
0: so Nevada is the right place for you.
1: It actually is. I never in my life being born and raised in L.A. would ever think that. But it's the perfect place for me. It's the perfect weather. <laughs> I freaking love it.
0: This week, it's a great follow-up, correct?
1: Yes, correct.
0: So talk to me about what are we doing today? Because I know you have a wonderful guest. I do. And And I'd
1: love to bring her in.
0: Because I know I want to hear about this because I know we're talking about kind of now the follow-up, to Zempe, because I've also learned some stuff since our last um, time we discussed it. So... You fire away, girl. Let me hear it.
1: All right. Well, I want to introduce you, Dr. Nassif, and to everybody listening or watching, to the gorgeous, the amazing, the intelligent Lizzie Robsack. Lizzie, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Hi. Hi. I'm so happy to be here and so happy to meet you, Dr. Nassif.
0: It's nice to meet you, Lizzie. Now, how do you guys know each other?
2: We met actually through Emily Simpson. Yeah. We met through Emily, and Mackenzie came to our birthday a couple of years ago. We had joint birthdays. Emily and I have birthdays that are just a couple of days apart, and sometimes, some years, we do birthdays together. And Mackenzie came one year, and that's when I first met you.
0: That's beautiful. Now, what I'm wondering: Do you need to do the whole thing over again because she sounded pretty crackly? Should we do it over again, Mackenzie? Mackenzie, uh,
2: whatever you want to just. Okay, me to,
1: I'll introduce her again. Okay. okay. All right, so Dr. Nassif. Dr. Nassif and anybody yes. that is listening or watching, I want to introduce you to a dear friend of mine who is not only gorgeous on the outside, but just as gorgeous on the inside, extremely intelligent, amazing human being, the wonderful Lizzie Robsack. Hi Lizzie.
0: Yay! Uh, hi. hi, hi Dr. Hi Lizzie, Nassif. nice to meet you. you nice to meet me you. Today.
2: Too. Nice to so This is super fun. What's the
0: connection between so the had two of you?
2: Yeah. Through Emily Simpson. Yeah. We had a birthday party together. Dude. Emily and I have a birthday just a couple days apart. And a lot of years we do birthdays together. And one year we had a party and Mackenzie came. And that was the first time I met Mackenzie. And we've been buddies ever since. <laughs> wow. I love and that. And I love her products. She, she actually gave me like a whole bunch of her um, her amazing products that she sells on QVC. And one of my favorite products ever, I was just telling her, is the camouflage, the body camouflage. It's incredible. Covers up anything you need.
0: Now, is Emily in Orange County?
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. So much. So what
0: do you, where, where are you at in Orange County?
2: I live in Laguna Hills, actually.
0: So not, not too far yeah. from me. I live in Dana Point.
2: Oh, you do? I didn't know that you lived in Orange County.
0: Yeah. I mean, not on, wow. on the weekends, like Friday through Monday.
2: Okay. Just and, I uh, love Dana you. Point.
0: Yeah. And um, yeah, Laguna Hills is somewhere that I um, I see. I mean, I think I know a Laguna Hills is. I kind of pass it all the time. It's closer yeah, to so the Hilligale 73.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you're kind of in between. There's the 73 and the 5 is on one side.
0: Okay, I know exactly where that is. Yeah, I love that whole area, Laguna Hills. It
2: is beautiful
0: there. That whole whole South Orange County thing I'm just in love with. Tell me, because she looks already Mm -hmm. too darn thin. So don't tell me that she was on or were you on um, a little bit of our... um, you know, the Manjaro or the Ozempic?
2: Never, not, I would never. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be on it. You don't need it? I don't need it. (laughs) I've always been, I've always been in but, I, well, I lift, I mean, I lift weights, I work out a lot and I'm very much into health. And so I've done some research on it um, because it does, because it has been a really hot topic. Mm -hmm. And I know that it definitely, is helping so many people who are overweight or diabetic. And, and I know that, you know, having you know, the health, in, the health, you know, the stuff that's going on with your health when you're really overweight or diabetic, it's, you know, it, those are major concerns. But if you're just going yeah. to lose like a little bit of weight or 20 pounds, you should not be taking Ozempic. I don't think uh, because there's, there's also major health precautions. I mean, it, it increases what it causes thyroid cancer. I mean, uh, right well, I they've not. done the study in mice no they've done they've done the study in mice it increases thyroid cancer and can cause thyroid cancer That was like a big wow. big thing to me and I have I'm hypothyroid ever since I've had my kids so I've always wow. you know I'm always working on trying to get off any kind of medication
0: Our takeaways from Dr. Majid is obviously there's no magic cure however in the right situations again, Without knowing the full detail of the long-term effects, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still being used, especially one pre-diabetes, but two for, you know, patients that want that significant weight loss. And I know there's something that, um, the lawsuit, or there's some thoughts about, remember gastroparesis is a delayed emptying of the stomach. And so obviously that's why you feel like you're full is because your stomach is emptying a lot slower. So when the stomach is dilated and full, you're not going to want to eat that many, eat that much. Now, did you hear about this lawsuit, Mackenzie?
1: I did. Yeah, I, I definitely did hear about the stomach paralysis and, you know, I guess because I didn't research it too much. I'm, I think Dr. Nassif, if you're gonna, obviously you're gonna know more because as a yeah. doctor, I'm curious because I, I've seen so many places pop up where they have a glutide, but it's not something you would go pick up at CVS or Rite Aid. It's it's um, a compound. So it's not exactly the same thing as a glutide of Ozempic or Rogovi. Um, so I know there's so many different things, but what, if you can explain what is the stomach paralysis and is that mostly caused by the traditional Ozempic, Wagovi, you know, what What do you, what is your knowledge
0: what, on that? I mean, remember, one of the things is the conversion, a semaglutide has to do with, you know, a decreased conversion and there's different ways and mechanisms that works of sugar getting into your body. Mm-hmm. And that's the simplest way, mm-hmm. you know, to say, and, but one, Of the potential issues is something called gastroparesis or delayed gastric emptying. So in other words, when you have delayed gastric emptying also, um, there's still a problem with certain absorption of vitamins. Um, It's still better than when you have what we call fast gastric emptying. um, Because remember, a lot of the vitamins are absorbed through your stomach. So that situation If a medicine or if something is in contact with your stomach for a long time, that means that your emptying is really slow. That means if you take a medicine that it's absorbed through your stomach and if it's sitting there for a long time, could you be getting too much of whatever that medicine you're taking is because your gastric empty is delayed? Because most medication is made based on as it absorbs to your stomach um, first, because that's how you take a pill. You take a pill, goes down your esophagus to your stomach, mm-hmm. and then your stomach your stomach breaks it down with the acid, mm-hmm. and then you absorb it. Right, and then it goes in your bloodstream. But the question that I'm wondering if this really is an issue. Let's say you take a a pill that's pretty potent, but usually it gets absorbed before the pill breakdown products go somewhere else in the rest of what we call the upper intestine. If it sits inside your stomach for a long time, we're wondering, and we may not know this for a while, but are you getting more absorption of the medication, maybe quicker than you shall, quicker than it should, can that cause problems? Because you might be absorbing too much of it. Hmm. And I don't Nessun, know that.
1: I gotta, Doctor Justin. What are your thoughts on you know? Because we we have you know people like our friends that evolve where they do have a semi-glutide, like I mentioned earlier, is more of a compound. Do you think there's a difference?
0: So, that's a great question. I know there's many types of compounded semiglutides. Uh and there's also something called uh which is a longer, and they're making monjaro and they're making a new one. I know that a lot of places use these, but the question is, are they any good? Right. And one, are they effective in weight loss? Mm -hmm. And two, can they cause some other problems? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that's something, I don't know, I mean, that's a question for the both of you for a minute. I don't personally know anyone that buys one of the compounds, but do either of the two of you Mm -hmm. know of any of your friends that do not use, you know, from, you know, the main uh, pharmaceuticals to these compounds
1: so i do but lizzie i want to start with you first do you know anybody that is either taking the the traditional or the the compound
2: i mean i don't really know anyone that i've had a conversation with that's actually taking it if they're not being like a friend about it. i mean i don't know i haven't really i just know that this has been like a big huge topic and boom um and I've been researching about it because that's what I do. I go I go deep dive and I try to find out as much as I can about certain things that are out there and how they're going to work with our bodies because it scares me a little bit. Right? Hey, okay. Lizzie,
0: tell us some of your friends that have taken it. One, have they needed it? And two, how are they tolerating it?
1: Yeah, what are you seeing? How the Lizzie?
0: results, you know, give us some of your Gossip in the um, <laughs> South Orange <laughs> County uh, names, area. Of <laughs> I
2: have like one or two friends that I've heard mention it, taking it. Um, I don't think that either one of them really needed it, um, but I don't. I don't really know how much they're taking. I don't. I don't. I don't know yeah. the, the details. Well, I, don't I, know I haven't the talked full to gossip anyone in detail. about, about it. It. Emily. You know
1: I Emily mean? d Emily came forward. Emily was was Emily um, in the press that she had taken it. Um, she took it for a period of time because she really was having a, a difficult time just jumpstarting, you know, the right. direction sure. she wanted to go. So she took it to jumpstart her, and it got her there. Now, yes, she also was honest and open, I and mean, that's what I I love you know about mm-hmm. about you, Lizzie, about Emily is you you're very open and honest about your journeys, and Emily was very open that you know yes she had surgery, yes yeah. she took Ozempic. Um and it helped her. And so far as I'm seeing, Lizzie, I don't know about you, but so far as I'm seeing, she's doing great.
2: Oh, Emily looks incredible. Amazing. And, and that's right there is a situation where I think it almost, you know, it affects her health too, being being overweight. So it was a good jump start for her. And I know that she's not she didn't continue to take it. It was right. she took it for a period of time to jump start, Correct. just like you jump said. Jump
0: that's good. And, and that's, that's perfect. great.
2: Yeah, I think, I, you know, I think the biggest concern you know. is people that stay on it when they don't really need it. Yeah. Because um, some people really do need it. But there's also, you know, some side effects and some long-term effects that we don't fully know a whole lot about that kind of uh, scare me. I'm all about, see, what I'm about is all about getting healthy from this cellular yes. level, you know, just right. being healthy, um, living a healthy life and not, you know, I would... I would want to, you know, be healthy from working out and, you know, eating the right things instead of injecting something that I don't really know what's going to happen long term. But but that's that's just me. But there's definitely people who are needing to take this medication and it's helping them. It's changing their lives. It's making them happier. They're losing weight. They're getting healthier. And, you know, there's there's health precautions for, you know, for being overweight that you know, some people have a very, very, very hard time losing weight. And I mean, that's one of the things it's like, you got to get healthy to get healthy, you know? Right. And that was the thing that I saw with Mm -hmm. Emily, you know, and Emily looked
1: gorgeous and beautiful as she was, you know, I never Mm -hmm. felt or thought she needed to do anything, but at the end of the day, you know, when everybody has a, a criticism or they've got something to say, I always say, it doesn't matter what any of us think it's, what does that person think? What did Emily, Emily's happy it it builds her confidence so if it makes
2: her happy at the end of the day what does it matter what would any of us think yeah exactly i'm right there with you on that and i know that emily went through a period and she was kind of depressed and i i would be i would feel the same way and i would probably i mean if i was really overweight and i felt like i, I look i'm in a rut i just can't and i know how hard she's worked out she really yeah. really she worked her battle, butt off. you know yeah. what i mean the not see results that makes somebody crazy and is yeah. depressing
0: Yeah, listen i mean that's exactly the way it is like you said there are certain indications and listen one thing that you know debro and i when going on these interviews for botch were saying you know, don't body shame people that are using, you know, using this. And there's other ones, there's metformin, there's berberine, there's all these different type of products. But, but I know that you want to talk about something fun, don't you? You want to talk about a little plastic surgery? No,
2: I just, I actually didn't know what to expect. I hadn't, I hadn't listened to the podcast and Mackenzie just reached out to me and I, and I just thought it was going to be about plastic <laughs> surgery. And then we well, got on the phone. It. And let's she do said, it. She, got, uh, she sent me a DM and, um, and it was about Ozempic. And I just read it right when we were talking, right when I got online the first time. So I was like, Oh, okay. Let's talk about Ozempic. Uh-oh. So I don't know a whole lot about it. I I've done a little bit of research and I do know some things about it, but not. Well, a don't,
0: whole don't, lot. don't listen. No, don't worry like, about it. Yeah. Cause we, you know, <laughs> since, you know, you know, the thing is, um, The bottom line is we're happy to have you. (laughs) And so South Orange, I'm going to ask you some stuff and then you can get into it. South Orange County compared to Newport. Okay. All right. Let's see, because this is actually some kind of news for me even. Because, you know, my goal is to slowly get out some South Orange County practice going, you know, versus Newport. So... Do you have a lot of friends in Newport? Yes. So is there a big difference on the desire for plastic surgery in the South Orange County area? You know, um, Laguna Niguel, Laguna Hills, mm-hmm. Monarch, you know, Laguna, Dana Point, San Clemente, that old Liso Viejo and all those other areas, San mm. Juan, San Clemente. What's that? If you know, and you may know, you may not know, I don't know, what's that plastic surgery bubble like or the difference between that and more like Newport Beach?
2: Well, I think that Newport Beach is just as a whole more of a more pretentious than it South Orange County. You've got a lot of beach girls and a lot of moms and, you know, soccer moms down here. (laughs) But (laughs) But I do think that it's just, you know, it's also a universal, a universal trend that everybody wants to stay looking good and looking fresh. And there's little things that, you know, everybody can do to do that. But I don't really, I feel like there's probably a lot more plastic surgery going on in Newport Beach than in South Orange County. There's a little bit more of a natural thing down here. Um, But people are still having, I mean, there's probably just as much plastic surgery down here than that there is a Newport. I
0: mean,
2: to so, look good,
0: but. Is it more body work or face work from mm-hmm. the people oh, in general?
2: Well, I think uh, among my friends, mm-hmm. I think it's probably more maybe body work than it is face because, I don't know, we haven't really gotten into facelifts and stuff yet. I mean, it, my friends. I know Emily's done some things, but, and, and some of my, my my older friends, but nobody, none of my, like, just real circle of, of moms that I'm around, no one's had, like, facelifts or anything done or not really even nose jobs. I don't, it's been mostly, like, breast reductions, mommy jobs, after you have the babies, because I'm, you know, I'm surrounded by lots of moms. I'm a mom of two kids, and, you know, for me, I've had, like, my big saga has been my boobs my whole life, because when I was 13, I was five, six with double D's natural. And I've gotten so much heat over the years about my breasts. And I've had multiple surgeries, reductions and lifts and and all that. <laughs> Just kidding. are you, in a, you are you in a, Sorry. are you
0: in a good place now with your breasts?
2: I'm in the best place. I love where I'm at. Um, so. When I was young, it was something that was very self-conscious about. I never wanted to yeah. go to the pool parties or the beach uh, when there was a bunch of kids around because I was so young and I had very large breasts. And I'll never forget, my mom brought the People magazine to me uh, with Solel Moonfry on the cover. And oh my god! She was god. like the first breast reduction, and I wow. loved Punky Brewster growing up. And yeah, she was, right. I was an '80s baby, so I loved her. And um, I was like, oh my gosh, I could do that. I could get a breast reduction. And I was in the pageant world. I was competing for. you I did Miss Teen USA, Miss USA, and you know, boobs were my boobs were always an issue. Um, mm-hmm. And then I moved out to LA from. I lived in Kentucky. Was Miss Kentucky. I moved out to L.A. and I wanted to act and I wasn't getting any serious roles and I was theater trained actress and they kept sending me in for Charlie Sheen's love interest bimbo number one number two Um, because when you have real boobs you know they just bounce you know it's like it's 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 a whole thing so I did have my first breast reduction when I was 22 and then before I had children my doctor said if you want to save your breast because you have so much breast tissue because I still had you know, large breasts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want to ever get rid of them because that's who Lizzie is. I mean I've always had them. It'd be like J-Lo getting rid of her butt, right? Like right. I just wasn't gonna take them away completely. But I wanted to I wanted it to fit me. Um so before I had babies, my my doctor then said we should put a little implant under the muscle, save your breast tissue. So I did that before I had kids and then after I had kids they blew they got huge again. Yeah uh, <laughs> I still had a lot of breast <laughs> tissue and then and then just recently, I had another breast, um, I don't know, reduction, lift, like the whole the whole shebang. And I absolutely love them right now. They're the best they've ever been. I went to Dr. Kessler in Newport, and he is a sculptor. He is incredible. He stitches on the inside. he They just, I couldn't even imagine them look this good. You know, I'm very, Lizzie- very, very happy. But it's been a journey, you know, and it takes a lot. You know, it takes a lot of you out of you emotionally also.
1: Yeah. It's funny, Lizzie, because you and I are the complete opposite of our stories. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a story I've actually never told until now.
2: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> so as I was – so my journey as, as growing up was that I was about a triple A. The wall behind me has more definition. than Oh I
0: my did. God! God bless you.
1: <laughs> I was inverted. It was so bad. I looked like a boy. I mean, I I was I was a full I was a full on tomboy, and so when I started to go into the acting world, and I like you, theater tr- uh, trained, um, opera, uh, Shakespeare, but as I started to get into auditioning, I was getting very self conscious, and I remember auditioning for Passions. And I would stuff my bra and then I didn't know anything about, I wasn't hearing anything from the, from them. And I remember having a talk with my mom (laughs) and I said, you know, I feel really uncomfortable about myself. I don't like the way that I'm, and she said, you know what, you've got to do what you feel good about you. You need to go the direction you go to, you need to go. So I got breast implants a week after that, I get a phone call that I booked the job and I needed to get on a plane the next day to France. And I'm a week out of surgery. So wow. I'm ecstatic, but I'm also panicking. I get on the phone with my surgeon. I'm on the phone with my surgeon almost every day because between the flight, they may, I had to run around. I couldn't tell anybody mm-hmm. that I had implants. I busted a stitch while I was over in France. <laughs> it was oh an no! <laughs> my introduction to passions was an absolute nightmare that I brought on to myself.
0: As long as you didn't get a hematoma, I did That's not. The important thing.
1: I did not. No, I just busted one stitch, which wasn't so bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, when it comes to breast work, you know, as remember, I'm a facial plastic surgeon, so I only do face work, you know, f- facelifts and eyes and noses and eyebrows. However, this is now the eighth season of botched, and I'll tell you one thing: I've learned so much about breasts that you know, um, you when probably it comes could to, do it
1: at this point. I, I probably
0: can. <laughs> I mean, from, you know, augs to breast reductions to breast lifts, um, all that stuff. And I think that as you guys just, you know, had opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. You know, we're trying to get big and here. We're trying to reduce. And you're right. A lot of girls are more, from what I recall, as teenagers are more insecure about having bigger breasts than having being flat, flatter. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. which is always a huge issue, becoming self-conscious about it, too, um, at least from all the patients I've dealt with over all these yeah. years. And hearing these stories, it's always that. You know, that a lot of young girls are getting breast reductions at 18, 19, um, and back pain and the whole bit, especially limiting the exercise. So, you know, that that's um, it's something like you said, Lizzie, that it's a must in certain situations.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Were you getting back pain at all? I was just
2: going to ask that. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't getting back pain, but I ran track and I was a cheerleader Ooh. and I was a dancer Ooh. No when boy I ran all track, that oh, boy. I would wear three sports bras. Oh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: oh man. Yeah. Ow. So I always take offense when I get when I get the hate online about my breasts and stuff and I'm like, "Listen, it's not like I went out and tried to make, you know, put these huge boobs on my body, which my boobs aren't even that big. They're I think they fit my body. They fit nicely. But no, it was it was the saga. I remember my mom, she would come in with like these, you know, uh minimizing bras they just uh-huh. look like a grandma bra they were just covered. I was just like oh I have to wear those <laughs> oh. like none of it was like sexy or fun you know I always thought "Wow, it's so nice for you know the girls to not have boobs and then if they ever wanted them they could go get them and then they're just perfect right and so you know when you have really large breasts it's just it's it, to deal with it it's not like it, and even going to get a breast reduction it's not like you're going to get boobs, it's it's not as like right. fun of a surgery, I don't think.
0: Yep, that makes <laughs> yeah, sense.
2: It's it interesting because I, I agree with you, both of you, that you know when you
1: hear from teenagers that it is more of uh, a self conscious thing to have larger breasts, I mean, I know for myself personally, being so small had the opposite, I mean, almost the same effect where it I just felt I was constantly stuffing my bra because I felt so self conscious. Of being so flat and looking like a boy and feeling like a boy, so it really was through my teen years. Um, took the, almost the same effect where I just I felt that I had to stuff my bra to feel normal.
0: Well, that's you know it's it's interesting about the psychology: small breasts versus big breasts, and then you know we have the patients that want to go to three, four thousand CCs. Jeez. you know with the they humongous do that. Gross. I
2: think get
0: that over 800. Oh, yeah. No, Lord. you got to. Yeah, those are sizers. You know, put put on my show once in a while if you haven't seen it, and you'll see some of these patients oh, yeah. that can. I've load, seen some of them that you know, are like out of control. Are, wow. They are huge.
2: Are these porn stars?
0: <laughs> no, they're like social media folks. They like doing yeah. it. No, they're not all. You know, they like just, some of them just love having very large, you know, breasts and they keep wanting to go, you know, wow. and then that's when they could have an issue or a complication or a, a problem, the bigger you go, you know, especially it starts to destroy your skin. And that's but, you know, the thing go. is with the implants is that, one, you get that capsule contraction. Right. Which will cause a deformity in the breast implant, you know, and then there's so many things slippage and it can turn over. Or, again, you have the... um uh body of breast implants, illness, you know, disaware. Uh, and that's a whole nother conversation, which we should have that. If we haven't talked about breast illness, breast implant, illness disease, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, uh,
1: if you remember Dr. Nassif that's what originally brought me to you, I thought I was having breast implant illness, but interestingly, it was, it was it was facial filler illness.
2: Wow, what happened? I mean, I feel like it's such a hard thing to decipher because there's so many different things that are in the world, <laughs> things that we eat, endocrine dis- disruptors and everything. How did you, what deciphers the breast illness from from the facial fillers? How I mean, did you I mean, know? We, what were your
1: symptoms? We didn't know. We did, I was having all the traditional symptoms. I was constantly sick. I was testing positive for lupus, fibromyalgia, all these things that weren't making any sense. And I remember calling my cousin, Matt, who um, is yeah. the executive over there on Botched. And he said, you've got to go see Dr. Nassif. Just go talk to him. I know this is not exactly what he does, but just go talk to him and pick his brain and see what what can be done. And so I went to Dr. Nassif and I'll never forget walking in the office, he mm-hmm. looked at my face and he just said, your breasts are not the problem. It's <sighs> your face. We need to fix your face. And I had not, I had just gotten so far into the woods that I wasn't seeing the problem. And from the day Dr. Nassif fixed me, um, touch wood, I have been testing negative now for lupus, fibromyalgia, God, you, all of these things. I mean, my, my um, internist, everybody across the board, they, they all sing Dr. Nassif's praises because they were constantly seeing me sick. And, you know, I'm very close friends with all of my doctors and nobody wants to see their patient constantly sick for random weird reasons that you can't explain. And I've been totally healthy sense. that's why i always i tell dr Nassif all the time like i almost break down in tears because i'm like you saved my life dude you saved my life literally and yeah there's my- a
0: yeah there's a beautiful is a beautiful story on people um, dot com and um we ended up dissolving all that filler on mckenzie and then we ended up doing a facelift um and a uh, a brow lift yep and A complete
1: um, reconstruction. I mean, it's it's fascinating, Lizzie, because it's actually pinned on my my Instagram um, reels, uh, the whole story, because it's, I, you don't, I mean, even if I had my hair pulled back, you would not see it, but there's, you know, the two scars up here, three actually, uh, one that runs all the way down the back of my neck, but Dr. Nassif's work is so impeccable, and the way he was able to get rid of the fillers, even down to chiseling it off my bone, because it was cemented onto my bone, wow. pushing on the lymph nodes. Um, I mean, it just did such beautiful work that I, I, thank God, you know, there's no scarring, there's nothing. I mean, you really. People you. People look auntie. at me and they don't know anything's been done. Yeah,
0: people the facelift, yeah, the faceless incisions are impeccable. You know, and um, <gasps> so amazing. she looks, she looks family. Look at her; she just looks great.
2: You would never it looks know. Looks incredible. But I was like, do you it. have a filter on. Look how beautiful! Like she's so glowing. She looks incredible. No, I, between Dr. Nassif's work and good makeup.
0: <laughs> good makeup. So when it's time
2: for me to get a facelift, I need to go see Dr. Nassif.
0: Yep. And that will be a while because, you know, you're still very young. You look yeah. great. You don't. Uh, really,
2: I'm liking PRP. It's kind of, I, I've, I've stopped using a lot of filler. I just use very, 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 very tiny bits of filler only when I need it. But PRP has been, I do it every month, month and a half two months maybe and she goes under my eyes she goes into my jaw. what does she do she goes in my hair my hands on the decollete like i i mean it, it's incredible it's been real really like reversing aging now is it injected or is that through a microneedling yeah. injected the prp and then we started doing prf too no the, she injects it oh wow
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I we do all that
1: I'm and so used to hearing yeah. microneedling and PRP. I've never heard of the injected PRP.
0: Yeah, we just, we injected too. We've been doing that for about 25 years. Wow. You know. I know. And, um,
2: it's, it's new to me. It's yeah. Been,
0: and there's also something called, called nano nanofat too, which is we take the fat, emulsify it, and just get the cells out. And those are called multipotent stromal cells. So it's great for all that future medicine, you know, to make sure that, you're taking an area where the texture and the tone needs to be improved
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know and you know fixing the entire face um pigmentation all that so the more time as technology gets better you know we'll be using hopefully using products from our blood a lot more
1: mm. yeah cause for those listening or, or watching i probably don't know prp is they call it the
2: gold of our blood Right, the platelet, platelet, wait, platelet-rich plasma. plasma. (laughs) Yes, and they, yeah, they spin, they spin your blood, right, and then the gold platelets come out. And then there's the PRF. What's the, and and that they're using, I've heard they use it as filler, Dr. Nassif. They can thicken it. They can heat it and thicken it and use it, but it can't be as good as filler.
0: I don't know. I haven't seen them use it as filler. I know you've used PRF in some surgeries before, but I don't know how they're using it as filler. I'm just not sure.
2: Okay. But,
0: you know, but there's the whole thing, you know, with with the facials, the PRF, I mean, PRP facials, all that is really, you know, these blood facials, they call them injecting the skin. But, um,
1: you See, know, this is all, all new these to me plus I,
0: nanofat.
1: Because I'm so used to you know. hearing about PRP exosomes, um, if I'm saying it right, yeah. through microneedling. Yeah,
0: exosomes.
1: But yeah, I, I've we never do that heard too. of... In, really, so I've never heard of the injected. That's, that's a whole new one for me.
0: I mean, the other thing, too, about the old weight loss trend, remember, the more you weigh, the, make, the biggest yeah. thing, you know, is my advice for everyone. If I, you're going to go on one of these semi-glutides, whether it's from the pharma versus compounded, you have to make, you know, you have to make sure it's just quality is not going to cause complications. You know, and that's the biggest thing, you know. And then there's other stuff. Remember, it's not like when they're turning, was using speed like Fin Fin in the 90s. Oh, my that God. That was very, very up here, your metabolism. Or there's a, um, they call it nature's uh, uh, exempt because mm-hmm. berberine. And right. I, I've been using that for years. My cardiologist put me on that, yeah. you know. I mean, I, but I've been taking it probably for eight years straight now. I think they said they should you should just take it Um, for a smaller amount of time, but I've been taking it for a long time.
1: Now, what is the original um, reason for berberine?
0: Uh, Berberine has been, it's an antioxidant. Um, They think it could have some mechanisms. Here, I'll tell you right now, some mechanisms like um, metformin, because I take metformin too. Okay. And um, basically what it does, the metformin, it actually gets that the insulin levels more level, even off. Mm-hmm. And um, also it works on the gut mi- uh, micro, I mean, the we call the microbes inside the gut, or the microbes. So it's the, the atmosphere of bacteria in the stomach. Mm. And it, it actually kind of stabilizes that. So that's a whole thing, too, on this berberine. Um, nature is ozempic. I know it's herbal. And um, obviously, it's a lot less expensive than, you know, on Amazon than it is getting ozempic. So berberine could be something as long as it's used in moderation as per the way they tell you to use it that could be another alternative, plus it's a lot less expensive. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I'm just curious with the berberine, are there any um, interactions? Or is there anything that people need to be aware of?
0: Well, that that's something again, what I do is like I like to, um, I don't know that, and that's why it's always good before you go on any type of a weight loss supplement. Speak to your to internal your doctor. medicine doctor
2: mm-hmm.
0: versus your cardiologist. Hmm. I mean, I I've been using it now about once Burberry a day. Today. <laughs> yeah. So I've been Sorry. using it for years, and now oh. I'm going to read a little bit more since it's becoming hot again. I'm going to kind of read a little bit more about it and see, you know, what I can learn. And of course, McKinsey, I'll I'll fill you in.
1: Yeah, I, I would be really curious to know. I mean, I, I was seeing that it's five what 58 million plus views of hashtag berberine on TikTok, and so there's obviously a huge new trend of that. Trend. So yeah, yeah I, I want to know more about this now.
0: <laughs> so we'll we'll get into a whole thing. I want to do my research and talk to my cardiologist also. Yes. Let's see what it is. Um, I yes. think we're running out of time.
1: Yeah. Thank you to everybody listening and watching to Demystify Beauty. Please be sure to like, subscribe, And keep those questions coming. We love answering your questions and having guests on to help us demystify beauty. Until next time. Bye. Thanks for having me on today, guys. Thank you for listening to Demystify Beauty, produced by Gotham Production Studios. If you have any questions for future episodes, please don't hesitate to reach out to us on Instagram at Demystify Beauty or email us at demystifybeauty at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. See you next time.